Well, that's exactly it. What, what, what I've done in the selling process, right, by giving you this conversion trinity is telling you, look, the, the selling process has nothing to do about you. It has everything to do about how your customer views you, right? There, there are no things as benefits until the customer sees it through their own eyes. And this exercise forces you to look at it from their perspective, right? How are you being relevant to them, right? Can you underline it? Can you highlight in your ad? And in your uh, and on your page, what exactly is relevant to them in their in their words, right? Um, you know, how are you expressing that value? Same thing. And, and you know, and I encourage people, you know, go ahead with you know uh, three different color markers and and literally highlight their ads and landing pages. Print them out and don't do it on screen. Don't, don't mess up screens and then complain to me that you did it on screen. Print them out, <laughs> right? And, and and ask people to do this. And then and then the the fun part of this, uh, if you really want to have some fun with this, is Go through the same thing for a number of your competitors and just block out the um, branding of it and ask you know, some outsiders to look at, look at you know, say, th- th- yours and two other competitors to see if they can figure out the difference between the three and which one is yours. Welcome to another Live with Roy interview where you can listen in absolutely free as I, Roy Furr, interview the world's leading experts on information marketing and publishing, internet marketing, copywriting, selling, business success, and a whole lot more. You can browse the entire Live with Roy archives, download past calls, and join us to get first priority notification as soon as new interviews are available, all by visiting www.livewithroy.com. Again, the address is www.livewithroy.com. Now let's tune in for another exciting interview. Hello, and welcome to another Live with Roy interview. And today's guest, I have a feeling you're going to be quite impressed, uh, not only by, by who he is, but by all the content that you are going to get from him today and how it will really transform your approach to online marketing. So uh, as I normally do it, if you're a longtime listener, I'm going to tell you a lot about him and then I will reveal who he is. So first off, uh, he's a keynote speaker. He's been a keynote speaker for Search Engine Strategy, Shop.org, the Direct Marketing Association, Marketing Sherpa, eConsultancy, Webcom, SEM Conference in Norway, and the Canadian Marketing Association. Uh, He is the co-founder and chairman of the Web Analytics Association. He's an advisory board member of Search Engine Strategies, eMetrics, Marketing Optimization Summit, and several venture capital-backed startups. Uh, He is an absolute pioneer in online marketing, improving your conversion rates, uh, something called persuasion architecture that we're going to talk about today, and using personas in your marketing. He's been featured in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and too many other media sources and outlets to mention. Uh, He was a co-founder of Future Now and Grok.com, and he and his team have coached, mentored, and trained folks at Overstock, Dell, Orvis, Lower My Bills, WebEx, PricewaterhouseCoopers, HP, GE Healthcare, Travelocity, 1-800-Flowers, Cafe Press, ICE, Forbes, HH Brown, QVC, and others to get more success from their online marketing. And I can tell you, when I look at the sites of some of these businesses, I can see his fingerprints and the fingerprints of, of, of his and his brother's ideas all over them. Um, so without further ado, I will welcome our guest today. It's Brian Eisenberg. Brian, welcome to the call. 
thank you so much. Very excited to be here today. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, let's go ahead and just dig into the content because I know that we have a lot to cover, and one hour will 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 only give folks a glimpse at at um, all that you have to share. So, first off, I just want to ask a big question, and and that's what's the big problem with how most businesses market online today? What's holding them back from getting the, the results that they want? Well, I, I mean, I, I think the, the, there's, a, there's a simple answer and there's a complicated answer. The simple, the simple answer is scale, right? Uh, we've never had in, in the history of, of advertising ever had to deal with the amount of scale in terms of the amount of ads, the amount of campaigns, the amount of channels uh, that we have before the explosion of the Internet and then, of course, before the explosion of social and mobile and, and onwards. Um, and, of course, scale brings along lots of problems, which is, A, how do I scale creativity, right? Even if I, even if I have an army, how do you scale it well enough? And then, two, you know, how do you, how do you find the talent and enough talent to be able to do each, cha- you know, each channel well? And that is not an easy thing to do, and very few companies find ways to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a that's the simple answer. Um, yet that uh, even even with that being the simple answer to that being the the biggest problem, uh, the the solutions sound um, pretty complex. Now now I know some of the stuff that you do. Um, I guess simplifies that thinking. So I, I would like to start to talk about about that. I mean how. I, I know that a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of your clients that you've worked with, and I read, I read that list there, um, have uh, have have more flexibility than maybe the average business, um, particularly the average live with Roy listener who's who's a a, a smaller business um, to to face some of these scaling challenges. But but what do you help your clients do, and and folks who learn from you do to to address that scale problem? So, you know, number number one, and you know, I'll, I'll give it into a perspective that that works, right? You know, we've worked with a lot of these big name companies, but we've also worked with companies where you know they were doing less than a half a million dollars in sales, and they were four four people when they started, and you know are now you know twenty you know million plus you know in sales companies a year. So, uh, you know, we've grown them and worked with companies of all sizes. So, you know, just to give that uh, you know perspective, but those are the names that people recognize, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, and those smaller companies are the ones that are a little more exciting. And, and I'll tell you, the, the advantage that the small companies have, and, and the, the one company I'm kind of you know, keeping at the top of my head right now, you know, it's a company based in, uh, out of Florida. Um, and like I said, they start, the CEO hired us when we first started, came to us and said, you know, we want analysis of everything on our site that we can do to improve it for conversion. So our team went back, gave him a report. It was called about 50, 60 pages worth of stuff that he can go do. And he just kept sending us checks month after month to keep us on retainer. We didn't hear from him for about six months. All of a sudden, he comes back, you know, after six months or so, and he says, "Okay, now what?" And we're like, <laughs> "You know, you've got you've got to get done to some of the things." That, and he literally knocks everything off of that list, uh, and, and and then some. And you know, he's grown into you know an Inc. 500 company, and and, and and you know, he still has that passion that he had. That was back in oof, probably 2001, 2002, and you know, it's the CEO driving the you know the the need for for a couple things. One, 
being willing to drive the business based on data decisions, not just on gut instinct, right? And, and still use your gut, but balancing it out with knowing that, you know, you've got to have some data and you've got to be willing to make the changes. And keeping the organization hungry and agile enough to adjust and make changes um, more or less in real time, right? When you start seeing organizations that, you know, can't react in real time, that's when you know um, they're facing challenges. And small organizations should be nimble enough to be able to do that, right? You don't have to report to millions of layers of management and get the thumbs up from each one. And if you're in an organization that's doing that, uh, you know, it's already a sign of an unhealthy thing. And, and, and if you kind of put it into perspective of, um, you know, and, 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 you know, bringing up controversial topics, but we'll talk about evolution, right? Um, okay. You know, why, why did the dinosaurs die off, right? It's because when the you know meteorites came, they couldn't adapt fast enough, right, to find food and, and, and do all of that. And it's sort of what's happening now. There, there are a lot of businesses that are walking dinosaurs, right? They, they're not going to be nimble enough to, to react the way customers expect today. Um, and I'll share with you some stats in a few minutes of, of some of the data of how fast companies are, uh, people are expecting companies to react to things. And okay. you'll start realizing why small companies really should have a leg up. And what we've done for so many companies is we help them, A, get to that mindset, and B, develop processes and, 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 and almost the same way painters do, right? It's hard to paint, you know, have a blank canvas and, you know, come up with a perfect idea. And that's, that's kind of, you know, uh, hard to, to do and, and scale that up. But, you know, if yeah. I gave everybody a paint-by-number kit, you could probably get a lot of paintings done in a day. And that's sort of what we've really focused on doing over the years is really coming up with a lot of those paint-by-number techniques. And that helps you become much more agile and, and, and be able to conquer a lot more uh, with limited resources. You know, that very very much jives with my experience of of, of your approach. I, I think my first introduction to your work, maybe beyond grok.com, was in the book Waiting for Your Cat to Bark, Persuading Customers When They Ignore Marketing. And I'm looking at it sitting on my desk right now. And I got that, that years ago when I was in charge of the marketing department at a, a small company selling uh, computer training for uh, for 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 computer professionals, the IT professionals, and and it really helped me rethink um, rethink my approach to online marketing and and um, realize that that a lot of the best strategies are as simple as what you're talking about. You know, almost plug and play or or paint by numbers, as you said. Um, that uh, you don't have to come up with with most of this stuff you know, best practices from the top of your head or, or from your gut, um, that there, there is really a, a simpler way. Now, one of the things that you guys have really, have, have really, uh, you and, and, and your brother Jeffrey have, have done is, is, is explain how the selling process is very different online, and this, this speaks to the scale and to the clutter of the marketplace, um, that, you know, you're not dealing with the same, intimate environment that you get with, say, direct mail or, you know, somebody sitting on their couch reading a magazine um, and, and your, your advertisement shows up there. So how, how is that environment different? Well, it's interesting, right, because, you know, again, put, to put things in perspective, you know, we, we wrote to, uh, Waiting for You, Cats Park in 2005. It was published in 2006, right? So, I mean, if you think about it, that's, that's a lifetime ago in Internet years. 
Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, you know, we're also no longer involved with Future Now and Grokkacom. Haven't been for three years. Um, yeah. So you know, the, the world has you know fundamentally shifted for for us in so many significant ways. And what's interesting is you know we're definitely seeing um, in, you know in the, even those few years, like if I could rewrite the book, you know, lessons we've learned since then, and obviously uh, how certain things have changed. And so number one is you know we found out that you know the the ideal planning um, to do a, a full you know project like a persuasion architecture, uh, while it's the ideal way, most companies can't pivot enough um, from where they are to actually sit and take the time to do that all right. Because, you know, doing a project really well probably took a quarter or maybe two quarters, right, three to six months to, to really execute. And, and, and on, depending on the scale, sometimes it took a year to, to fully flesh everything out and build everything out. Um, so, you know, we found, you know, shortcuts in order to, um, you know, do it piecemeal, so to speak, and, 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 and to get the results a little bit faster since then. The other thing, obviously, you know, and if, you, if we just think about the explosion of, um, you know, the fact that, you know, in 2005, you know, there, there were those of us who were connected nearly all the time, and it was still a, a small minority of us, right? But, you know, you think about today, and it's, you know, um, I, I think it was like four years ago, 4% of uh, Americans had tablets. Today, it's 25% of people. Uh, and, and when you start thinking uh, in terms of the numbers of people who actually have smartphones, um, well, you the know, iPhone. It, yeah, the, the uh, iPhone and Android devices. But, but, but the, right, yesterday we had news about this. Um, it is now the you know the iPhone mail client is the largest mail client um, in the United States, and it's just taken over Outlook. Oh wow. Well, I'm I'm, okay. I'm just thinking, you know, when when we're looking at this history and how fast things change, the first iPhone was released on June 29th, 2007. So that was a year <laughs> over after Waiting for Your Cat to Bark was was published. So, absolutely, we're talking about very fast change. Right, right, and, and so the behaviors have shifted, right, and, and it's still shifting, and 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 companies are still you know, adjusting. I mean, you know, when we wrote the book, I think Facebook just started <laughs> opening up the platform to, uh, at, you know, outside of college students, right? And now yeah. it's close to a billion people on Facebook. Um, it, you know, the, <clears throat> the world has, has, has shifted on us. But there's certain things that remain constant. How people gather information, in other words, their, their human operating system into how um, we like to uh, absorb information and research our answers and how we process and make decisions has fundamentally not changed. How we perceive value and, and, and you know, Maslow's hierarchy, um, even though today I might add Internet connectivity is one of those required things. Because, you, know, you, you start seeing people without their inter Internet connectivity. You put them on a plane long enough without conne the connection and they're freaking out. So, you know, put that alongside or just above oxygen and I think we're okay. Um, yeah, no, the, the the world the world has shifted, but certain things will never ever shift. And it's funny because we developed um, a formula just a couple of years ago, um, which is one of my shortcuts now, right? It's come back to the paint by number something I call the uh, the conversion trinity, and this is a, a little process that you can use um, to improve any of your ads, improve any of your landing pages, improve any page on your website, any of your marketing materials. And if you just ask yourself these three simple questions, and uh, you'll, you'll find it interesting because obviously if you think about the three questions we talk about in persuasion architecture, we just rephrase them slightly, um, but it's okay. the same kind of three three questions. And if you just focus on it, um, 
it, it just it makes things work better. And and I and I advise everybody to, to to literally, you know, like you know, and and I, and I hate doing this, but pause pause the recording after I tell you how to do this, and go do this, you know, on, on for one of your own. Uh, ads, you know, whether it's Google AdWords or, you know, a paid ad, whatever it is, I don't care where you're doing it, or, or any one of your landing pages, and you're going to look at these three simple questions, what I call the conversion training, right? The first one is, are you relevant to my query, right? Are you speaking my language? Are you talking about what I need, what I want, right? Or are you talking about your product from your world point of view? So, you know, first of all, understand who the customer segment is that you're talking to, and are you relevant to them? Right, makes okay. makes a lot of sense. And, and again, in, in the book, we talk a lot about uh, marketing personas and understanding them, and um, and that that really helps you understand relevance. And so, I'm not going to go into detail there, but relevance is the first one. We will hear it all the time, but really, you know, especially online where I'm in control of the experience, what's relevant to one segment can be different than another, and you better give them customized landing pages and customized ads and targeted ads that really feel well, relevant to them. And, and you see it from all sorts of companies. I mean, the one simple step that you can do as far as relevance when you're looking at at, at the funnel that a customer goes through as they're as they're uh, experiencing your your website for the first time. I, I, let, let's say they 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 um, you know search for a term just as simple as say conversion optimization on Google, um, and and your AdWords ad shows up on Google for conversion optimization and it says, you know, we have a simple three step process for uh you know up to improving your conversion rate increases and yeah. Um and 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 then if if they get to the to the landing page, you know, if they click on that ad and they go somewhere else and and the conversation changes between that ad and the landing page and all of a sudden it talks about, you know, we're the biggest web marketing experts out there instead of maintaining that message that 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 message that's relevant to the ad they clicked on um you, you know you're going to see people just just bounce right off the page they're 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 going to go click on a different ad um exactly and, and so that's, it's a, it's that's a concept we talk about as, as as scent right that the scent that gets broken this is something that you know dr ed chi from xerox park first discovered in 2001 in fact I actually have a blog post up on my blog right now, brianeisenberg.com, that, that, that I published uh, this morning. Funny enough, I was on um, uh, Facebook on my iPad, right, using the browser, because I yep. wasn't on the app, and um, came across an ad for Netflix that was written in Spanish. So definitely caught my attention, okay? Um, okay. Clicked on the ad, got to the landing page, and the landing page was in English. Hmm. And that's I, I mean Netflix is a huge company. Um yep. and and you know this isn't just rookie markers marketers no, making no, no. this mistake. Um and 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 so that's I mean that's that's one fundamental aspect of 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 the relevance. Um Right. And and the fact is because people's attention span is smaller today, right? And 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 they're so much more task oriented and focused. That if you can't match that message immediately for them, they're going to bounce yeah. because they don't have the time to to invest into doing it. So that's that's the that's the first part, relevance. The second part, again, you know, as marketers, we hear it all the time, but we, we I'll tell you how often all these ads, especially pay per click ads, right? And it's hard because it's 100, you know, it's 95 characters in in a, in a Google AdWords, right? Essentially, but how do yeah. you express value in the ad, right? Why is it? 
that I should buy from you. And so, um, I, you know, I showed this uh, this classic example. I'm, I'm doing a search for uh, alloy wheels on, on on Google, and I show the top ad on on the page and on the bo and the bottom ad, and I show the differences between the two. And the top ad talked about ready to ship today um, um, and uh, free shipping or something like that, right? And the yep. bottom ad talks about you know clearance sale. Now those are both expressions of value. The top one is very definite, right? It's ready to ship. That means I can get it right away, and it's free shipping. I got it. I understand it. That's value, okay? The second one yeah. is clearance sale. So what do they mean by clearance sale, right? It's, that's become marketing speak. No one knows what it means. Does it mean you're clearing out your garage? Does it mean that it's 5% off? Does it mean that it's 50% off? I don't know. And so you have to focus in on the specifics of why you're valuable to them. So, of course, the one that has a vague offer, a vague value, has a low click-through rate because it's all the way buried on the bottom. The one that's very specific, right, and the more specific you can get in your ad, because even if they said, oh, we have 367 models of alloy wheels, right, even more yeah. reason to click, to, to click through on it. Um, and what's interesting is actually coming back to the value and relevance, you go back to the landing page for each one of those, and even the top one, though, It'll tell you and show you that they have alloy wheels and show you they actually had 127. I actually remember that. But nowhere on the page does it remind you that it's ready to ship today. And again, just that little expression missed is costing people sales. And so it's a very simple formula. If you, have a, if you express value in an ad, express it on the landing page. Right? If you're not expressing it in the ad and you're expressing the landing page, then make sure you put it in the ad. And if you're not expressing it in either one, um, hit yourself on the back of the head and throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and, third it, and it part really of the, seems like uh, I was ahead. just going to add. It really seems like the, the the clarity of the value in the ad and how that continues through is 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 key. It's paramount. I mean, we as as a as a copywriter, um, you know, I know the old rule of specific sell, but but exactly. this is a great example. Um, you exactly, know, just being absolutely clear. Exactly, and, and and unfortunately, most people, and and because of scale, they they forget to add that clarity. The third one, which is again very obvious, right, and, and knowing that you're dealing with task-oriented people, who and I, I like to tell people, you have to think of people as as having an egg timer in their head. They're going to give you about 120 seconds of their time. If you waste more than 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 two minutes of their time, they're never going to be able to complete a transaction, right? And so the third okay. one is, yeah. What, of the Trinity, right? So we have relevance, we have value, and the third one is call to action. And what do I mean by call to action? There's two parts to it. Number one, have you given them all the clues to be confident in order to take a call to action? So have you done all the elements to build trust and confidence in your website? But also, have you made it obvious what that next action is supposed to be? Because if it's not obvious, they're not going to click on it. Uh, that Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, and and in some cases it's as simple as as you know telling people to click the button or or or, or something like that or Just, watch uh, or watch or watch this demo or yeah or, or it's it's funny I mean people and it's funny most of the B to B ads um, that I see on on, on what they Google AdWords really suffer from this because they literally need to tell people oh you know sign up for a demo. Uh, download our free white paper. 
they've got to make it so clear so that when I get to the website, they know exactly what I'm looking to do. And people are, you know, have set their expectation. If you keep it vague, again, they have to invest more time figuring out what they need to do. And that that egg timer is is, is just, you know, beating away essentially. Um, and they'll they'll run out of the time they're willing to invest in, in figuring it out. So. If you just use that that conversion trinity, if you look at your ads that way and you look at your your landing page that way, I, I guarantee you, you will improve your your pages and you'll improve your ad results, time and time again. Absolutely, I mean that that makes perfect sense to me and and, and completely jives with my experience. I I love how simple this the the trinity is, uh, you know. So so as as the reader, I'm asking, you know. Are you relevant? You know, is what you're presenting relevant to what I'm looking for? Have you provided a clear value proposition to me in my ad? And it's 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 you know simple, clear value that's that's tangible in my life. And does that continue through? And then you know, am I when you make that call to action, uh, am I confident in in following your instructions? And have you made it obvious how I actually act? And that's right. that's it's so simple, but but it makes so much sense and and that kind of that kind of answers the you know what does the selling process have to do um at a very high level you know, if you accomplish that well that's exactly it. What, what what I've done in the selling process right by giving you this conversion trinity is telling you look the the selling process has nothing to do about you it has everything to do about how your customer views you right there there are no things as benefits until the customer sees it through their own eyes and this exercise forces you to look at it from their perspective, right? How are you being relevant to them, right? Can you underline it? Can you highlight in your ad and in your uh, in, in, on your page what exactly is relevant to them in their in their words, right? Um, you know, how are you expressing that value? Same thing, and, and you know, and I encourage people, you know, go ahead with you know uh, three different color markers and and literally highlight their ads and landing pages. Print them out and don't do it on screen. Don't, don't mess up screens and then complain to me that you did it on screen. Print them out, right? And, and, and ask people to do this. And then, and then the, the fun part of this, uh, if you really want to have some fun with this, is go through the same thing for a number of your competitors and just block out the um, branding of it and ask people, you know, some outsiders to look at, look at you know, the, the, yours and two other competitors to see if they can figure out the difference between the three and which one is yours. Yeah. I mean, it, at the very at the very least, does it look like it's three different pages from the same company versus versus you know from three distinct companies, and that gets down to to, to having a voice, you and, know, and exactly. Yeah, not just clarity of communication, but but you know presenting the unique value proposition. Um, that's it's it, it's a simple thing to do, but it's a it's a great recommendation to you know. But, but I think that's, that that comes back to the problem that you know we're facing, right? Which to come back to the scale thing, right? Things are constantly changing, and as marketers, our, our general personality type likes chasing shiny new objects. I love shiny new objects. I love new toys. Believe me, just like anyone else. But you know, it 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 comes back to you know the same way I teach you know my seven year old how to play baseball, and you know he is you know he's a major you know slugger for for you know for his age, you know he you know he's you know, back every 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 season, well, you know, well over 850. 
And every single practice, we just come back to the fundamentals. It's not about, you know, oh, let me teach you how to dive into second base perfectly, you know, with it under physics. No. It's, you know what, are you getting your butt down every single time, you know, uh, the ball's coming at you in, in ready position with the glove down? Uh, you know, are are you are you keeping your bat, you know, uh, you know, level swing? Right? It, it, there's nothing fancy to it, and that's the problem. It's like you know, as marketers, we want to look for the next fancy, cool, shiny object. And yes, you should be playing with those things, but no, you you really just have to master the fundamentals over and over and over again. I know it's not sexy, but it works. <laughs> and you know, do- dollars are could could be very sexy, and that's what really what you're after. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think I think we could wrap up there because that I mean, there's so much value value in what you've just just said. Um, but I'd certainly like to pick your brain for, for for another half hour on this and 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 see what else we can bring out for people. Um, so so you've talked about a lot of shortcuts that you've created over the last few years that really help. You know, I I can absolutely see how I can take that conversion trinity today. And I can go pick out, you know, some sales process that I have, and I can look at, you know, let's let's say it's just AdWords driving people to a landing page, driving people to opt in to, you know, a sales message to to the sale, and I can look at every step of the way along there, and am I am I applying that conversion trinity there? Are there other simple shortcuts that that really go back to those fundamentals that you're working with clients to implement? In a fast way today. Yeah, so I'll give you I'll give you another uh, simple one. So I, there's a um, a series of tools out there that measure uh, people's visual attention. Um, okay. Things like um, Fangui, which is F E N G G U I, um, or Attention Wizard by my friend um, uh, Tim Ash. Uh, so there's a, there's a bu- bunch of tools like this, and what they do is they they simulate how people engage with a page within the first five seconds, right, visually, what's attracting their attention. And so what okay. I tell people to go back to do, and it's a very simple process, is go back to, to, with your designer, right, and as you're looking at your page, I want you to label in order, right, what are the top three things you want people to see or do on your page, right? So your call to action should obviously be, you know, number one, Right. But sometimes there's additional things. You know, okay, I want them to see my offer. I want to, okay, so label those one, two, and three. What we're looking to do in an ideal design situation is that when people engage in those first five seconds, and what those first five seconds are really simulating deep down is, you know, the limbic brain, the most basic, you know, uh, animal-level brain. Uh, and that's where people are going to make those judgments about trust and knowing where, if they can easily see what they need to do next. And when you run your page through a tool like this, and they, they all offer like free trials, you can take you know a, one page and get a real report and a couple of others. Do this on one of your main pages, and if you don't see that the eye patterns hit these three things that you've outlined, then your design is all wrong. Absolutely. If the eye patterns are going all over the place, um, they're not going to trust you. Period. Because if they feel confused, if they can't you know, orient themselves quickly, right, within those first five seconds, it's easier to click yeah. the back button and, 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 and feel more comfortable back at their favorite search engine. Um, and so that's a very, very easy thing. And if you, if, if you want a visual on this, if you actually do a quick Google search for how to prove your web designer is costing you money, I have a short, probably a four-minute video that shows uh, this exact process 
uh, with a before and after. And you can see the impact uh, from one to the other, and you'll, you'll really get a sense of how, how this works. So that's, that's a nice, easy tool uh, to be able to leverage um, to see this uh, technique. Okay, so just just for folks that didn't hear it the first time, that that the the phrase or sentence that you want them to Google is how to prove your web designer is costing you money, and you have a, a little four minute video to to show this in action. Exactly. That, okay. Okay. Well, that I, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of a, a of a huge campaign with a client, um, and we're working on the. Um, the, the page it's going to get people to to opt in to view a, an online event, and and really this is exactly how I'm thinking. There 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 are three things that I want people to to look at on the page, and and we've been working with the designer going back and forth on this. I want them to see uh, the headline, which is which is the compelling name for the event. I want them to see the video um, on the page, um, and I want them to see the uh, to see the opt-in form, yes. And 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 literally, when when I'm looking at that design, I'm looking at at like a shrunk down version of the image. And the three things that I see, and it's really clear because they they each draw draw my eye in a different way, is is headline, video, opt-in form, and and with the opt-in form really being the most bold, most eye-catching of, of the group. Um, and this, this actually goes in line. Um, another book that, 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 that you put out is Always Be Testing, the, the Complete Guide to Google Website Optimizer. Um, and, and when we talk about testing landing pages, you want to test big changes. Um, and that's, that's really something that I emphasize to my clients, both in terms of, of the actual you know, copy, the words that are, that are put down, and and design is 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 you know if you don't if in the first couple seconds you don't see big changes you're not or big differences between two pages you're not going to you're not going to see big differences in results and I think very, I, I, yeah very likely you're not going to see big differences right I mean there there are, there are exceptions but yeah that that's a, that's a good yeah. general rule exactly. Absolutely. So um, I, I do want to dive in a little bit more because because you have you have shortcuts which which have become your your um, you know steps on the way to to painting the Mona Lisa via paint by numbers. Um, if, if I can stretch that metaphor a little bit longer, um, but 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 kind of the ideal is still that system that you developed um, and that you've implemented with a lot of folks, which is which is the persuasion. Architecture. Am I am I right or am I wrong in in recognizing that? Oh no, that that, that that's absolutely the uh, absolutely the ideal, right? I mean, you know, the first thing yeah. that you you need to spend the time doing is really understanding the the needs and motivation of your customers, and then what we you know what we like to do is you know, create them out into character types um, that we call personas, giving them a name, a, a, a story, a photograph that you can relate to. And it's funny because uh, you know I'm, I'm sure you know uh, Jack Ford, John Ford, uh, you know, yeah. a very famous copywriter. You know, and, and he always liked to tell the story too, right? Like whenever he'd write any of his financial um, uh, letters, he pick, pick he'd have a picture of his mom on uh, on his monitor, and he said, you know, if there's any line there that he felt his mom didn't understand, he knew he didn't he didn't get it right, right? And this is sort of and that that's... same thing extrapolated to the next level, which is no, no. Let me let me give you a picture, a name, and then the whole thing of of your customer, so you really get to empathize with exactly who they are, and 
you've got to communicate directly to, to you know uh, Jack Ford. If we're gonna if we're gonna develop marketing copy for for Jack, we know exactly how we'd appeal to him because you know Jack. Or you know if we were gonna plan a dinner party for Tony Soprano, we know what kind of meals we'd want to pl- plan out, what conversations we would like to stick to, and which ones we'd probably try to avoid, right? Yeah. Um, or 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 uh, give you another example, right? If 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 uh, if I gave you a hypothetical scenario where you found a wallet in the middle of the street. Uh, and you wanted to know how you know this gentleman in his mid 40s would react. You might not have a good sense of what to do with it. But if I told you that that guy was George Costanza from Seinfeld, you'd know exactly <laughs> what to do with it. And and so you know, first diving down deep into understanding your your customers and and, and developing this personas are are absolutely the first step. The next thing is you need to map out what their buying process is. How what are the questions that they are going to ask? How are they going to research this? And, and again, because search has changed so much um, and social, right? What content are they going to look to uh, engage with? And then you want to map how you get them from that content, right, to eventually click, click through to a point where you can actually measure uh, a response to something, right? To, to opt in, whether it's a, you know a big response or a small response, you just need to do you know step by step. And then eventually you're going to start going into you know uh, creating the copy. Uh, once you know the responsibility of what you want to say and how you're going to want to say it and who you're saying it to. And then from there, you can start thinking about imagery and design. Uh, I, we always recommend doing it in grayscale first uh, because color is another language. Uh, once you add color, you change emotion. But if you can get the elements right using grayscale, you're much better off. And then you go into color, and then you uh, implement it, and you get ready variations that you can want to test because every single time you do any kind of marketing, it's always an assumption. Right? We're never we're never fortune tellers. Uh, we try to be our, the best markers we can. And sometimes you think of more than one way to do things and get them ready to test right away. And really, that's the ideal situation to do. And when you and when you build things that way, uh, it becomes very easy to adapt because you know, just like a manufacturing line, what each part of the equation is supposed to do. And you can tell and measure when something is not living up to its responsibility. And yeah, so once if, you do that, if, easy to swap in and out. So if in the early days of Ford, um, the Model T is going down the assembly line, and all of a sudden you see that that all of these Model Ts are coming off the assembly line without steering wheels, you know, you go back to that point in the process and you say, okay, well, what's going on here? You know, are this is the steering wheel not being put on? Is it is 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 the car zooming too too fast past that station? Is you know, right. are there not not enough steering wheels showing up for, for the for the guy to put them on? Right, you, yeah, and you and, can figure and, out the, the defect in, in the process. Absolutely. So that's a uh, that was that was um, an overview, I, I guess. But 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 I do want to point back to listeners that that's essentially the the persuasion architecture um, process is 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 you're building up uh, this this interaction and conversion system to match um, you know the customer personas these these. Uh, George Costanzas and John Ford's and and John Ford's mother um, <laughs> that are that are that are coming to your website and are different types of of ideal customers. Um, I'm sure I'm sure John would be pleased that we're chatting about his mother on 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 the conversation. I, I don't know if she gets a lot <laughs> well, of play, but at least at least we know that you know, we gave her due respect now. I I I think I'm actually going to see him in a couple of weeks down in Florida, so um, <laughs> I'll I'll have him listen to this interview. Um, uh, yeah, so so um, one of my big revelations from from your work, and and it really plays as kind of a next step to this. Um, so so 
can can we can we do you mind if we dive into the cafe press story a little bit sure um okay because uh for those who who don't know cafe press um just a, a 30 second overview of the business it's it's a business it's a it's a business that allows you to create custom t-shirts um when you when you uh, or you know a number of other uh pieces of merchandise and 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 um and then either purchase them yourself or sell them um and and when when folks are going to the cafe press website uh they really fall under three different personas or categories um one 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 is 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 the people who go and actually want to create like a a web store to sell their own t-shirt designs or or posters or, or like, whatever like the ASPCA who have their own store there yeah yeah um mm-hmm. and and it can be organizations it can be individuals it can be whatever another is is the person that's that's just a, a retail shopper and they're looking at at designs um that they can buy, you know, and they're not really interested in creating their own designs. And, and, and another is, is, you know, somebody who just wants to create that one custom T-shirt for themselves and, and wear it and be, you know, the only person on the planet. And, and one of the challenges in a business like that, and, and I, this is representative of a lot of businesses that have customers that come in for different reasons um, or people that visit their, their websites for different reasons, one of the challenges is, is essentially you're dealing with, with not one but three different persuasion architectures, three different buildings. Um, and, and, and when somebody hits, hits that site, you know, they have to know where they're supposed to go next in seconds, not, you know, you don't have a minute to introduce them to everything and point them in the right direction. So, you know, your case study for that was, was, was a big revelation for me. So I would really appreciate if if you would kind of walk through that, how you, how you identified that and, 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 and just told me more about that as kind of a representative for, for what this is and how it can be used in, in other businesses. Well, so it's, it's actually interesting. So, um, I, I was actually on the uh, Cafe Press site this past week grabbing a couple of screenshots um, uh, for a webinar uh, I just did and noticed that they're actually testing their unique value proposition on their homepage. Because uh, each time I came up and grabbed the screenshot, I realized, wait a minute, that one's different than the one I grabbed for last. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And, and so, the, you know, they're definitely uh, testing that messaging out. Um, but what's interesting is, yeah, you know, people need to be able to find the trigger that matters to them. Um, and, and, and the part that, that we really spent a lot of time with Cafe Press going through, which, which um, is even bigger part of the story is redesigning their checkout process because what's interesting about Cafe Press as opposed to a lot of the other stores is um, each one of those people who have their own custom store um, have a, like a, their own affiliate site. It's designed differently. It looks differently, but they all go through one unified checkout. Um, okay. And, of course, you know, they wanted to lower their, uh, you know, abandonment rate because, you know, anytime you disrupt the, the whole experience, uh, you know, you can, you can cause a lot of, uh, of abandonment. But we were able to help them drop their abandonment, which was at a ready low, like a 35%, down to a 15%. And just to put that in perspective, the average e-commerce website out there has somewhere around a 67% abandonment. So two-thirds of, of every person starts to check out leaves. Here, you know, it's, you know, one out of, you know, 11 leaves. Yeah. Right? It's minimal. Um, so... Yeah. They've really done a, a, a you know a fabulous fabulous job 
at uh, at communicating, and, and it's one of many sites that 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 have done that, right? Where um, you know you go to their homepage and and they find multiple ways to engage you, and you'll and if you and if you take a look at it from just that perspective, like you just said, that very basic, right? Not even a lot of details about the persona. You just look quickly at the homepage, uh, and come in with with you know lens of one versus the next, and then the next, and you'll see how quickly there's an element there to engage you to do one thing or the other. Um, and that's the magic, right? But you can only do that once you've identified who your different customers are and who the different personas are that are going to be buying from them. Well, um, we'll we'll put you under the microscope here, um, and and you know, this isn't just pitching you. Um, although I encourage people to to check you out and, and learn more from you. But when you go to BrianEisenberg.com, um, you know, you're you you have a number of different roles, like like we talked about it, like I talked about in the intro. Um, you 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 aren't just an author, um, you aren't just a public speaker. You don't just provide coaching services and 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 other services like that for businesses. You provide all of them. And and you know, in your case, it's it, it really is and can be as simple as as that menu bar at the top. But when you look across the top, it's home, about us, publications, speaking, coaching, archives, contact us. And so if somebody comes to your site and they, they maybe maybe somebody was at, you know, um, a search engine strategies conference and they saw you speak there and uh, they want to book you for their, uh, f- for their own conference, well, they can come to your site now and they look right across the top and they can click on speaking and that takes them to a page that is specifically tailored to them. Um, you know, to have you or, or, or Jeffrey speak at the event. Um, and if somebody, if somebody was at that same conference, you know, sitting at the next table over, and, and they heard you talk about the services that you offer, the coaching services that you offer, they show up at your site, they see that, and they click coaching. And then there's, there's, there's another process that's catered to them. And so just it's actually interesting because we're, we're, we're in the midst of working through um, – a next level redesign that we actually just finished this this first you know cosmetic redesign uh, that you're seeing okay. right now, um, and we're going through uh, uh, another migration where what you're seeing now will show up um, that that whole design and look will show up on the speaking page right where you'll see okay. uh, more of a picture of me, um, but there's an interesting trend going on uh, especially through blog um, oriented sites uh, something started by Copy Blogger. Um, and, and now if you look at sites like um, uh, Convince and Convert with Jay Baer and you look at um, Chris Brogan's uh, site as well, um, we're, they're kind of articulating those on the, on the home page as a, a, you know, an, above the fold, almost like a, I think uh, uh, Jay does it. You know, it's uh, hype-free social media marketing. Um, you know, the speaking, and I forgot what the, the you know the other one is. And again, it's it's very clear uh, places where uh, they can drive you to. Um, and so we're actually in the middle of going uh, through that next step as well um, in the evolution of the design. Because it's same thing, right? It, it, this is always about being able to evolve and and and, and change things. Um, and uh, you know, blogging has, I, I think is, is uh, one of the one constants that that, that uh, we've always done and. Um, you know, anybody listening to you, you know, should be a fan of words. Uh, you know, we, we uh, since we started uh, in this business, you know, in 1998, um, and we really got serious about growing the business, you know, in, in before 2000, 
uh, it's all been about writing words, and we've put together well well over three million words uh, in that time. And so, you know, it's about you know focusing in on developing just great content that's going to appeal to different people and really understanding what their questions are and their needs are. And uh, it's interesting. I just started a brand new series um, on the blog. Um, and you know, I encourage everybody to kind of look into this. It, it, I, I started what I call the Conversion Optimization 101 series. Because what okay. I realized is, you know, conversion finally for the first time since we started this, and you know, as a business in 1990, I started doing conversion work in 1995, client side. I started changing interfaces to change where people go as early as 1983 when I had my own bulletin board system as a teenager. Uh, young teenager. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I always realized how powerful, you know, changing a few words were. Um, but I, well, the reason I did this little series, right, and it's meant for a different persona than we've ever had before. Because um, the personas were interested in conversion over the last decade as compared to now. Um, they were the ones who were already much further advanced in the industry. They, they got, they got, they got past the shiny object stuff and realized, oh no, this, you know, really, you know, there is conversion. There was a small number of people really concerned about it, but today the marketplace yeah. has shifted, and what's happening is more and more people who are new to the marketplace are becoming aware of it. So I created this one-on-one series for newbies, but okay. um, what the, the 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 angle I took at it, which is which is a very interesting angle, and I've got to give credit to uh, two brilliant people. Um, uh, Zay Frank and uh, Kyle Cease, who I attended a conference here um, at, uh, at Roy Williams Wizard Academy just uh, last month, and you know we talked about you know how to get people engaged in, in social media and uh, some of the things that they've done and the participatory media that the, the way they they built their platforms up. And so what I've done with this conversion optimization one-on-one series, which is which is fascinating, is um, I, I basically find a conversion challenge. Right, like I mentioned today with the ad from Netflix, right? Here's the ad, okay. here's the landing page. What's the mismatch? And I start off by asking the audience, right, to show off what they think the problems are. And if you, okay. I, I've done this now. This is my third one, uh, third series I'm doing because I've done uh, it's two posts for every single one. So this is this was my my fifth post on the topic. I get some great comments from people who have been at this for a while, some newbies, some people who have their own businesses, and and they're great. They're great little things to catch up on. And in the following post, I come and I summarize all of these comments and give my own little two cents to it. Um, and it allows people to really engage with it, really sense that they're learning from the process and the thinking of others in, in going through this. Um, and that's to appeal to a whole different marketplace. And that's what I'm trying to hopefully, we'll, you know, your, your listeners will get across is like, you know, even your content has to adapt to understand how the marketplace is shifting. And I realize that the persona that I'm marketing to today has changed. And so my approach to the content can't be these, you know, more complex, higher, you know, higher thinking posts about conversion. That worked when I was educating the marketplace because no one cared about conversion before. And now everybody's caring about it. They need the more practical how-to, here's a problem, how do I solve it? And I've created yeah. all these little conversion optimization one-on-one posts like, oh, I've got a problem with my checkout. I've got a problem with my form. I've got a problem with, you know, my ad and landing. Great. You're, you're going to go. You're going to do some searches. You're going to see this one-on-one. It's like, wow, if this guy can explain this this simply, right, and he's got all this engagement, he must be the one that people are talking that's, about. Yeah, that's that's it's really fascinating. And, and I find that 
somebody that's very early in their in their learning process through whatever it is they're learning usually wants very engaged learning and so this this strategy seems i mean just just stepping back from from that perspective this strategy seems seems uh highly compelling to 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 that persona to somebody who who is fairly new in in the online marketing space and really wants to learn um you know the the important lessons about conversion and to actually be able to have that that discussion with you through your blog um it's it's fascinating i i i will certainly be paying more attention to those posts um going forward uh yeah it's 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 uh wow okay <laughs> yeah 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 and 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 and, and i'm gonna, i'm going to leave you with a little nugget because um, okay. one of the other the other webinar I'm doing um, tomorrow is, is, is something that I've actually never written about, uh, but something obviously we've been doing for a long time. And you know, well, I've been blogging since, like I said, since, since 2000. Um, and over that time, we've done hundreds of experiments on the blog to increase subscribers, social shares, comments, you know, number of articles viewed, uh, you know, how to turn them into leads, all of that. And I'll just leave you on this little kind of very, you know, tactical nugget on how I get more comments than ever before. Um, okay. And uh, because I think a lot of people are struggling seeing comments on their blogs. It's, it's, it's uh, not a lot of blogs are, are, are getting a, a lot of comments on them. Um, and, and here's the little little secret I learned. So one of them is I use only one plugin for anybody I'm, I'm recommending uh, if they want to get comments on their blog. And it's a, it's a plugin called Social by Mailchimp, like the people who do email. Yeah, they've got this great this great little plugin that replaces your your you know, you know your commenting feature on um, um, on your on your WordPress installation. And what it's doing, what's fascinating is, you know, a lot of people have told me, oh, they they've migrated to like the Facebook comment platform. It doesn't work. Yeah, because most people don't want to really leave comments about. Especially business-related articles using Facebook. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the first thing this plugin does is, and if you look at most of the most of the blog posts with the, with these comments on there, the first couple of comments are just tweets of the post. So what it's doing is it's literally pulling in the first couple of tweets. One, because nobody wants to be the first person to comment. Yeah. Right. But people start saying, right. "Oh, there's been a couple of tweets of this. Okay, yeah, let me add my two cents." And all of a sudden, you start seeing the comments show up. Now, so so I'm I'm looking at at at, um, at actually the Netflix post right now, and yep. and you have you know 20 replies on there as of whenever I loaded this page, um, and it looks like it breaks it out, and it um, you can either look at all the replies or it integrates comments from from just commenting um, plus tweets plus Facebook plus pingbacks. Yep. Um, so that so that people, however they choose to engage, whether it's Facebook or tweets or or you know comments specifically on the blog using the comment form, um, are able to 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 interface with it in that way. So it doesn't right. and and, and they like, can and they can also leave a comment without having to register just by signing in with their with their Twitter address, and that it's just the same as as you know logging in. Yeah. Wow. Right, so it also okay. stays in that step. So, I, I mean, I've seen it elsewhere where people replace the comments with, like, Facebook comments or whatever. 
Um, but this this plugin makes makes a lot more sense, and I can see, you know, like you said, tactically, something really simple to do if you're blogging, rather than rather than um, you know just the the normal WordPress comments to 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 install this. It's social yep. by Mailchimp, and and um, and and look to build more communication with your with your readers and listeners that way. It's fascinating. Yep. fascinating. Just make it a little bit easier for them. Okay, so obviously you have a lot more to give than than what we can cover in a one hour call. Um, so again, your website, and I I, I want to make sure folks get the spelling right. Um, I I had a good friend Brian uh, growing up whose first name was spelled the the same way as yours, and um, plenty of folks tried to misspell it. So uh, it's brianeisenberg.com, and can you spell that for listeners? Sure, it's Brian with a Y, so B R Y A N. And then Eisenberg, E I S E N B R G. But if you start at Google, they'll they'll autocorrect you anyway, which is nice. So, but <laughs> BrianEisenberg.com. Okay, sounds good. And if and then you if can follow they, me on Twitter too if they want. Okay, and if if listeners want to get one specific book that you feel, I mean, because you have a number of books available through Amazon and and, and reputable booksellers everywhere. Um, it, if, if if there was one specific book that you felt like was it was it was a great introduction to your thinking today, or 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 uh, was your best recommendation of all your books today, which one would that be? So uh, I mean I think always be testing certainly is one of them, but right now we're actually in the process of redoing that book because Google just killed the Google website optimizer, so we'll be coming up yes. with a new version with some added stuff. So that'll hopefully be out by the beginning of the year. Um, but okay. you know, waiting for you catch the bark will still give you that high-level stuff. You know, it'll give you some framework. Some of it will seem like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But you got to realize in 2006 it didn't. Um, but what I'll also, what I'll also offer is anybody who wants to uh, uh, email me, um, I will send them a link to my uh, first book that we ever wrote, which was Persuasive Online Copywriting, uh, which if you, you know you can find them occasionally showing up on Amazon. Uh, Somewhat inexpensively, but I've seen copies sell uh, that were that were signed for over eighteen hundred dollars. So, um, but I'm, I'm I'm happy to offer all of your listeners, uh, you know, a free copy of it uh, if they just want to email me, and that's just Brian at BrianEisenberg.com. Wow, absolutely. That that's that's a generous offer, and I I see that um, looks like the cheapest you can get it today on on Amazon is 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 thirty bucks. So. Um, you know, and and like you said, um, some of the best books, and and sounds like that one included go for go for well over a thousand dollars, depending on 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 market conditions. So, um, but it's free for listeners. So again, Brian at BrianEisenberg.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N-E-I-S-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. So uh, thank you again, Brian, for uh, joining us on this live with Roy interview. Thank you very much. I was very happy to be here. All right. Thank you. And uh, thank you to all my listeners uh, for, for tuning in. And I hope you got as much valuable content out of this as I did. Thank you. Hey there, this is Roy Fur, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another Live with Roy interview. If you haven't already joined us, I encourage you to drop everything and go to www.livewithroy.com. 
Join us today and you'll get first priority notification when new interviews are posted and ready for you to listen. This is the single best way for you to get access to all the new interviews I post with the world's leading experts on information marketing and publishing, internet marketing, copywriting, selling, business success, and a whole lot more. I'll even send you a free gift by email right away when you join now. It costs you nothing but your name and email address, and the content you'll get could be transformational to your life and business. All you have to do is go to www.livewithroy.com and join us now. Again, that's www.livewithroy.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.